Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. I will be joined on this podcast by newly re-elected Richmond Hill Mayor's, uh, Mayor David West. We're going to talk about what happens with the transition of councillors and getting down to the business of running the city. Welcome, David. Hi, Marge. How are you today? I am doing well. Thanks so much for, for joining me. I know you were really busy this uh, time, so we're going to get down to business and I'm going to start asking my questions of you. First, David, I know that running a campaign is a lot of work. Do you get any time off now? (laughs) Well, I think this last week has lasted a month. Uh, There's been so much to do uh, since the election night. And, uh, you know, winding a campaign down uh, certainly is a lot of work. I mean, I know that I, I speak for probably all candidates, the uh, the task of taking signs down and making sure you get all of them so you're not missing any uh, is huge. Um, you know, then getting those signs uh, either stored, if you're going to use them again, or taken to the recycling depot so that they can be recycled. is uh, It's a monumental task. So um, yes, there's there's still a lot of work to do on the campaign, but, um, but yeah, it's been a busy, busy week. Yeah. So no vacation book for down south right now. <laughs> no, not at all. No, I didn't think so. Okay. I am interested to hear what happens with this transition to a new council. You've got four new councillors to work with. Um, like, is there a manual for what to do? Uh, yeah. So what happens now? Yeah, it's a really good question, Marge. Um, and this is an interesting situation because in all the, the terms that I've been involved in uh, previous to this, um, you know, most of the returning councillors have come back. So, you know, it's, it's a slightly different task to get everybody up and running. Um, but in this term, you know, we have four new members of council and, um, you know, some of them have had some experience, um, you know, on boards or, or, or governances like this. But, yeah, there's a lot to learn. Um, we, you know, as the mayor, I, I want to make sure that all of the members of council are set up for success. So I've been having meetings with uh, all of the new members of council to get to know them because there's a few of them that I really have not got mm-hmm. to know or, or met even mm-hmm. um, and and some that I've known a little bit and, and uh, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page so we're successful in uh, in working together because really at the end of the day that's so important um, but I will also say that like any new uh, job um, you know there's a whole bunch of, of things that uh, new counselors are going to have to go through uh, starting on their first day uh, you know, to to get onboarded. I think that's the the, the term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, and the thing is, in a being a counselor, there's so much that you need to know, and so many people uh, on our staff that you need to get to know and know. You know, who can answer which questions when when questions come in from constituents. So uh, that's all going to happen, and we're and the, our staff and and myself are, are working really hard to make sure that uh, that that process is thorough and and is efficient. Um, 
the, interestingly, the first day of on the job for this new uh, term of council is the 15th of November. So those of us that are already on council, I mean, that day will probably pass by pretty quickly uh, and uneventfully. But for those that are new on council, that'll be their first day uh, mm -hmm. to report to work. And then uh, after that, our inaugural meeting has now been announced for the 21st of November. And uh, that will be the day that council members will sign their oath of office and uh, they will you know, introduce themselves officially uh, to the public who will be invited, of course, to that meeting, like any other meeting that we have on council. Uh, and then after that, the, the 23rd of November, I believe, is the first uh, actual uh, uh, council meeting mm -hmm. uh, that will happen. And uh, from there on, it's off to the races. Off to the races. Is this uh, inauguration does it happen at the Richmond Hill Center for Performing Arts? Yes, it does, and okay. uh, it's it's a it's a great event. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've I guess I've had the three of them now uh, in my in my term. Um, actually, I guess the by election inauguration was just me, and it was during COVID mm -hmm. with masks on, and it was only my family and the clerk. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, we are are past that now, and we're going to be having a regular inauguration at the theater. And and uh, it's a, a a good event, lots of pomp and circumstance, but it's a good way to get the uh, the, the council started on a good foot. Very good, yeah. I'm I hope to attend, and I hope I think I I will see a lot of other people that are very optimistic about what the next four years bring. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, like with the people moving into the offices, their assistants, are there courses? Is are there orientations that they take? Yes. I mean, so we will do an orientation with the staff and uh, an int introduction orientation to each of the different uh, departments within the city. Uh, that'll take some time um, there. Uh, you know, and there are courses. Uh, the Association of Municipalities of Ontario offers courses on a broad range of subjects. But one of them that's very uh, relevant right now is, is courses for new members of council. Mm. Um, I've actually taken that course a couple of times uh, once when I wasn't completely new um, but it's always good to get a refresher course and, and some of the basics on you know what your roles as a counselor is and, and also what your role is not mm -hmm. um, so all of those things are are important um, you know and there are, are other resources as well um, you know that that uh, other counselors will use to uh, get themselves up to speed but you know in fairness a lot of this beyond the the basic training is is experience and, and common sense right together okay. you know ultimately at the end of the day elected officials officials are always there to, to you know to improve the lives of citizens in our community and improve our community our community sorry as a whole and uh you know that's what we all need to strive to do yeah okay so there's no like mock uh, practice council meetings that you have? No, no, okay. no. Okay. Uh, there's lots of advice out there, but uh, but no, no, no dry runs. Okay, and uh, all the councillors aren't given the latest edition for Robert's Rules of Order. Well, actually, that's part of the training. Um, you know, okay. so our our in fact our procedure bylaw, which dictates the the procedure and and to some degree conduct at meetings, uh, is available actually to everybody, including new councillors, but also to the public. Mm -hmm. um, and Robert's Rules of Order does, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, go into the mix. But our procedural bylaw will specifically uh, override and outline all the major issues and then Robert's rules of order uh, also is relevant when our procedure bylaw is silent on a particular issue. Okay. Very interesting. Maybe. So, uh, okay. So that, that Robert's rules of order, if I've always, hmm, I've read it, but I don't understand it. So 
I wish everyone well with that. Yeah, it's okay. not the kind of it's not the kind of thing you would want to read before, uh, you know, well, while driving or drive. I mean, while operating heavy machinery, it's, no, it's uh, a pretty dry it, read. It definitely is. Yeah. Okay. Now you have one assistant, and you also have someone to look after the mayor's office. Is that right? I'm just curious what the staffing, and then each counselor yes. has one staff. Yeah, that's right. So the mayor's office currently has a. Uh, uh, administrative assistant, a chief of staff, and a person that helps out with a number of different duties, including communications. Mm -hmm. uh, at, at the present mo moment, uh, most council members have an administrative or will have when they're hired mm -hmm. an administrative assistant. And there is the possibility of extra uh, help. There's a budget for extra assistance when necessary uh, mm -hmm. in their offices. But the councillors can, can have the freedom to decide uh, within boundaries, obviously, how how that all uh, is uh, works out. Okay, so the the counselors decide who their their admin assistant will be. That's right. Yeah. Okay, very good. Okay, uh, I believe the clerk's office also helps out a lot with this transition. Yes, they're they're instrumental. Um, the clerk the clerk's office does a lot of things actually. I mean, in, and in fairness, they're they're the ones that are charged with responsibility of running the election, which is a monumental task. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually this morning spoke to our staff and specifically thanked the clerk's office for, and all of their the employees in that office for all the great work that they do. Um, you know, the, the running an election is a very complex issue. It has to follow all kinds of procedural uh, laws and guidelines and so on. Uh, and on top of that, I mean, the stakes are very high. You know, uh, close enough isn't good enough in an election. It has to be done perfectly. And uh, they, they did a fantastic job like they always do. Um, but but in terms of the day to day operations, the clerk's department uh, performs many, many functions. But with regard to council, they're the ones that are organizing the meetings. They're the ones that are uh, assembling and organizing the agendas uh, and collating and, and organizing all the staff reports that we have to um, have. Uh, and the clerk is charged with the procedural uh, part of running the meeting, the mm -hmm. chair of the meeting who is myself usually uh, is, uh, you know, runs the meeting, but the clerk offers enormous amount of uh, administrative support and procedural support, you know, during a meeting. And they are one of the lead agencies to help uh, get the counselors up and running um, mm -hmm. you know, when we, we move forward. Okay. Very good. Yeah. I think a lot of us don't think that the clerk is, has a, a much of a role, but I do believe oh, they do. No, very important. Yeah. Very good. Uh, will council meetings continue to be hybrid or will all the counselors be, be required to be in person? Yeah, uh, we are working on that. And no, okay. I, we have not made a final decision. That will be up to council. Okay. Um, my own recommendation is um, I believe that there should be some ability for the for us to be hybrid. I mean, in case somebody got sick or mm -hmm. something like that. I think that's that's an option. I mean, COVID is still out there. Mm -hmm. um, but I think at the present moment, uh, I think it is by far ideal uh, to have everybody in the in the council chambers whenever possible. I mean, okay. us human beings, you know, we can do this virtual stuff. And there's definitely, we've all got quite good at it. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a limit to yeah. like any tool, right? There's a limit to its usefulness. And face-to-face and -face is always better. Always better. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I think that we do need to uh, to, to to do that. And it, but it ultimately it will be up to council to decide. You know, I, I do think, again, just my opinion, I think that there is a huge benefit uh, that has come out of the learning that we've had with virtual meetings for the public. 
mm-hmm. to be able to have the option to either come live and in person to the meetings or uh, delegate by Zoom. And mm-hmm. I think it's very important that we keep that available because you know we want to give the public as many tools as possible to give input. And if it's more convenient for them to give input virtually rather than travel to the council chambers, then I think we need to do that. Very good. Yes. So the council chambers are open, but the public has the right. You They're recorded. You can watch them live yeah. or Absolutely. later and yeah. you can attend, uh, make a delegation either in, lot, in person yeah. or there. Perfect. OK, I love all these options for us. OK, agendas are publicized a week before. And so there are still these opportunities for people to get involved. And that's one thing I'd really like to see is this real civic engagement. Civic engagement doesn't just mean voting. It means continuing to pay attention to what's happening. Uh, I will often say elected officials are not mind readers, so we need to stay engaged with you. So, uh, yeah, so you've when we come to speak on some issues, generally we have five minutes, correct? That's right. Okay, so I just wanted to, it's, I do Toastmasters and that's another rule that you got to be on time and be succinct and yeah, absolutely. That's, I think it's quite important. Okay, uh, the council meetings are scheduled during the day for the most part uh, and council, meet, public, council public meetings are in the evening. Can you tell us the difference between a council meeting and a council public meeting? Yeah, that's a good question, Marge. So um, the, the that is the schedule at the moment, but it, ultimately it will be up to council to decide um, when those are going, to, when the meetings are going to happen, and which meetings we're going to have. But generally speaking, um, there are two kinds of meetings that are kind of council meetings. One is uh, a committee of the whole meeting, which we uh, did stop doing generally uh, in the last term of council, but we still have budget committee of the whole. So Budget Committee of the Whole is the nine members of council. Uh, and in a nutshell, it's basically hashing out the, the agenda items, talking about it, amending it, you know, asking questions, coming up with, with other solutions if, if they're not satisfied with the one that's recommended. And then what happens is that committee makes a recommendation to council. And then the council meeting would then be the following week, usually, in, in, or a week or two later. And, and council would be taking the recommendations from committee of the whole and, and either adopting them, changing them, or not adopting them. Um, so those, that's count, committee of the whole and council. A council public meeting, I'm sorry, and, and council meetings and, count, and committee of the whole meetings, uh, the, the issues range pretty much anything that we would do on uh, council. Uh, we would come to one of those types of meetings and um, and and, you know, they could range anywhere from um, issues of, um, you know, a parks plan, um, you know, making a recreation center, the frequency of garbage pickup, recycling pickup. I mean, anything that we would do. Council public meetings are a little bit different because a council public meeting is a legislated meeting under the Planning Act. And they're there so when a development application comes in to our staff, when the development application is deemed complete, uh, it by legislation, it has to go to a meeting where the public and the, uh, and the council has an opportunity to weigh in on the given uh, development application. 
no decisions are made at those meetings. It's really just an opportunity to gather information and input. So if a if, if development application comes forward and, and the public isn't happy with it, or if they are happy with it, they're welcome to come to the meeting and give us their input. So if they're not happy, they tell us why, some of the changes that they would like to see made. If they are happy, they tell us why and, and, and why they like it the way it is. Um, and and then council then will have the opportunity to weigh in and you know there'll be a staff report that we get to read and the public gets to read. We'll look at the staff report and we'll say you know why we think it's a good application or it's not a good application or whether it's a good application but it needs to be revised. All of the comments that are made at that meeting are referred back to our planning staff and our planning staff will continue with that application throughout the planning process uh, till they finally come up with a recommendation to a council meeting to either approve the application or not. And they may have made some changes, they may have made some compromises with the applicant, but when the final uh, recommendation happens, it will come to a council meeting and the council will then decide whether to approve the application uh, or not. So, so that type of meeting at the moment happens in the evening and the other types of meetings happens usually during the day. Okay. All of them are recorded, so we you yes. are not hiding anything. We can see no. what's happening, and you really would like us to to listen to it. It's on YouTube, so you can fast forward. You can be cutting vegetables while you are listening, and all is good. So yeah, yeah. So we really can uh, can be paying continue to be paying attention. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really do want to see lots of our residents being engaged. Now, you as a councillor, and I, I believe even when, when you were the, since you got re-elected as the mayor in the by-election in January, you've had a really good newsletter. I'm going to say that personally, but others have said that to me as well. Are you going to continue with that? And I'm hoping that more, I'm hoping you are, and I'm hoping more people will sign up for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something I've done right from the get-go. Uh, the very first uh, month I was on council back in 2014, uh, we, we you know, made very sure one of our commitments was that we would be very communicative and transparent with, uh, with our residents. And I agree with you. I mean, people um, are much, much more likely to be civically involved if they know what's going on. And frankly, if they are going to be civically involved, if they are armed with all of the information that they need, then they have the tools um, to to really participate in a big way in, in the democratic process, which I, I think is incredibly important. And, and in fact, it's probably more important now than it's been in the past. Um, so, you know, there's lots of ways that, that uh, we have at our disposal to get the word out. Um, you know, uh, newsletters are certainly one of them, either, either electronic newsletters uh, or, or printed newsletters. Um, social media has become a really, really important tool. And, and quite honestly, it, it's, it's a little tricky because there are so many platforms and not everybody is on the same platform. So, you know, I, I, I will say that, um, you know, I uh, certainly have learned to use a number of different platforms. Uh, I'm not so good at TikTok yet but uh, you yeah. never know um but there's <laughs> definitely <laughs> that's right yeah there's definitely a bunch of uh ways to get the news out on social media and i, I think the final thing is a good old-fashioned one-on-one or group uh presentation mm -hmm. so you know when something is going on in the community uh counselors can have uh, uh, meetings with the community. Uh, they can have meetings individually with people or a couple people, you know, as neighbors get together and, you know, whatever, um, you know, all the way down to, you know, having an individual call on the telephone or 
uh, having a coffee with uh, somebody that has something they want to talk to you about. But, you know, we are certainly there to represent the public. And and you said this earlier, um, you know, if we don't know what the public is thinking, then we have to guess. And it mm-hmm. actually, and, you know, I most of us uh, know what the community is thinking to some degree, but it's always great to hear from the yeah. community, whether people agree or disagree. And I mean, even on that note, um, you know, it's probably great when people come out and say, you know, I actually really support this idea, as opposed to just coming out and saying that they don't support something. Um, we know we need to know what the public wants. Yeah, and I really believe that Richmond Hill has a lot of really interesting, educated, informed people, and I really wish they would communicate that uh, with their elected officials. It's it's not like we need to tell you what to do. But I think it's better for all of us if we have that dialogue. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, and I agree, Marge. I mean, we are blessed in Richmond Hill to, to actually have a lot of really well-informed, engaged citizens. So it, it and, you know, some people are engaged and, and, and ready to go all the time. And some people are, you know, come more on an issue to issue basis. But mm-hmm. um, but there's lots of people that I've many people that I've spoken to over the years that have just been so knowledgeable about our community and really passionate. Yeah. And that's that's what we need. It's good for all of us when we have this engaged community. Uh, we don't feel like we're sitting in the middle of nowhere with no support. Uh, we it's that's not the case. So yeah, absolutely. I definitely encourage people to get involved stay informed and you've made it easy so i will put in the podcast notes how to sign up for your newsletter so uh, sure no i hope it's you have to get a better uh, a stronger platform (laughs) to send them all out on yeah okay uh we end this podcast with your response to the question name one thing you really like about the community oh there's that's that's too hard to only name one um you know what, if I have to have to only name one, one of the things that I'm really proud of in Richmond Hill, and I know that so many people really share this, is the whole um, thing about our, our preserved and protected green spaces in Richmond Hill. Um, you know, I remember a number of years ago, I, I had the opportunity to be in an airplane flying over Richmond Hill, and I was totally amazed at the amount of area that's covered by uh, forests and, and green space and, and valley lands. And it, you, you really notice it when you look at it from the air. You know, mm-hmm. our, some of our more established communities uh, have very mature trees in the area. People so love that. And, and in a lot of cases, you know, you, you see the, the tree, the tops of the trees from the air, but you don't actually see what's under them. There's so many trees. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we have this uh, real blessing to have the, you know, so much protected land on the Oak Ridges Moraine. And I've said this many times, you know, our environmental track record in Richmond Hill uh, I, I think we have a moral obligation to be better than good because, you know, we have the stewardship of the Oak Ridges Moraine that we're taking care of for all of Southern Ontario. And, uh, you know, so many of the, uh, the, the headwaters of major rivers in this area start right here in Oak Ridges, uh, you know, in, in Richmond Hill. So I think it's really important that uh, we, we continue to protect that. I mean, having green space to walk around in our trail system, um, you know, uh, have recreation in, you know, play soccer in, play baseball in, um, you know, and, and have habitat for all the animals and, and critters that we you know share this planet with in our area is really, really important. And uh, I think that's probably the thing I'm most proud of in Richmond Hill and have been for many, many years. 
Very good. Okay. I like that answer. Green space. So that's what I'll put. Uh, been recording. Who likes what? And uh, that's what your re response will be. Thank you, David, for taking this time to do this podcast. I wish you well, and I will be paying attention to what you're doing. So hope to see you around town soon. Thanks a lot, Marge. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at Marge, M-A-R-J, at MargeAndre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected. <laughs>